When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. And welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Susie Ruffle. And me, Tom Allen. Now, today's episode is a bit different. We're doing a Pride crossover episode with our fellow LGBTQ plus podcaster, Homo Sapiens, hosted by Chris Sweeney. Yes, it's a double part episode and you can listen to part one here and then head over to the Homo Sapiens feed link in our bio for part two of this brilliant chat. So... Can I just say before we start, as in this can go in the podcast, but there's been a clerical error and I've got some noodles arriving and I'm going to have to go to the door and get them. Uh, okay. Okay. Because Katie, okay. our wonderful producer who I adore, who never gets anything wrong, texted me two seconds before this podcast started saying, are you ready to join the podcast? And I was like, it's in half an hour, right? And I opened up my calendar because I was like, oh my God, I fucked it up. And I watched the calendar entry, which said Tom and Susie, and it bounced from half past up to the time I was on. And what I did is I ordered my broad beach dumplings. So you said that you're in South Australia, maybe? I'm in Australia, yes. I should probably help everybody understand that. I'm in Australia, guys. Is it a half hour time difference? Is there, sometimes it's nine and a half hours, I think, in some time zones in Australia. Well, where I am, Tom, funny you should ask. Happy Pride Month, by the way, is... Uh... <laughs> we, I mean, we could do this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the podcast, to my mind. Sorry, where you are... Where are you? Broad Beach. I'm in Broad Beach, which is in Gold Coast, Australia. And I'm in Queensland, where in some sides of the street, it's one time. And on other sides of the street, it's another time. Wow. That's interesting. And what happened in COVID here was super interesting. Because in one side of the street, in one place, there would be no restrictions. And on the other side of the street, there would be tons of restrictions. So there was much, I believe the word is broigus. Broigus, that's a good word. What does that mean? Sounds like an American word. Broigus means like trouble. Mm. Chaos. I thought in, in Australia they were very pleased with their um, uh, lockdown efforts. So I'm surprised <laughs> if there was any kind of broigus. <laughs> well, different states had very different takes because it's very state-based here in Australia. They like yeah. to call it federal, don't they? But could you not just cross the street or did you have to stay on the road that, that was in your territory? Well, this was it because I think they were crossing the street... You know, I'll level with you. I'm starting to make it up. That's never been an issue on this podcast, so please don't worry about that. Honey, I've listened. I'm aware of that. <laughs> I mean, it's just you two asking for a lawsuit, isn't it? Yeah, All the time, it. Chris. All the time. But at least we've answered why the chicken did cross the road. <laughs> it was to get away from the broigus and to enjoy yeah. some lockdown. It was in Queensland. Can I just say to you both, though, 
just i'm still calling this the beginning i'm been so looking forward to talking to you both all day it is so nice oh, to be chatting to you chris we're so delighted to speak with you and also my partner alfie is very glad i'm doing this because he says that well he says lovely chris um and he's one of the few people it's susie you're obviously included in this and uh, one of the hmm. people that he actually likes so <laughs> i was about to say if you don't caveat the with he likes you too Sue, <laughs> that's gonna make the next dinner really really awkward yeah yeah if you've been like and also Suze, you didn't make the cut i'm so sorry yeah. But we um, now will, yeah. I, we did go have a little review yesterday. And, <laughs> but you know what? We're really excited for what's come next for you. Yeah. And I think this is a great <laughs> opportunity for you, actually. So we're very excited about this too, actually. Actually, Chris. Well, that's great. Homo Sapiens is one of the one podcast I actually listen to. Stop it. I'm yes. Just making them nonstop. <laughs> I actually pause to listen to yours. So it's a real treat to, to cross over. Well, we like to, I think Homo Sapiens is a great example of a podcast, something that we try to do, uh, which is kind of fill in the, I would say the grey areas, not grey areas, the, the sort of in between areas. Grey matter? The grey matter. Well, I don't know if don't <laughs> yeah. there's any grey matter in, in, our, in our show. Oh, Tom, I think I say some things that are quite profound. Oh, <laughs> you do, Susie, you so, do. So can you, you just do. have a little bit of respect? A little bit of respect. Allow okay, to fine. Like me. Okay, fine. I, he does like you. I said that. You already inquired your house. <laughs> but trying to fill in all the kind of bits in between of the kind of like big banner headings of our communities. You know, do you know what I mean? Like this kind of human uh, Well, experience. yeah, because, you know, listen, what well, I think you two do this with yours as well. So it's like such a love in, guys. But like oh well, here's the thing, right? We live as LGBTQ plus people and Funnily enough, you know, most of our lives isn't really, a lot of it isn't about being gay, shall I say, for me personally. It's actually just sort of dealing with life. And I think yeah. the, the only time that we end up in mainstream media is activism. Like, you've had some rights yes. taken away from you. What do you think? And I'm like, I, and so I think. Yes. We, not we need great, to, actually. Not great. Not great. And also, like, I'm not sure that's the only thing I want to talk about on the Six O'Clock News. So what I'd um, quite like is just to hear two you know, like you two, like two gay friends or for want of a better description, two queer friends, whatever, just shooting the shit. And actually that conversation is permeated with a thousand micro references of what it is like to be queer. But it's not about being queer, weirdly. It's about bath mats mm. and we know it. Yeah, well, thank you, Chris, for picking thank up on you. that. Thank you, thank um, you. Because bath mats have been one of the big flashpoints. Is that what young people would call it I would it say so. Conversational sort of hubs within mm, mm, like-minded friends um, but I think you're absolutely right because I think that so much of it's something actually that I, I was writing about this week about quite often when you're a gay person and you're just talking about your life and talking about your experiences and I imagine this happens for you as sort of a, a, a commentator and a sort of voice within our community Chris and I know that I assume it happens for you as well Tom as a stand-up in that oh. sometimes we'll just be talking about your life or your relationship or going on a date or your family but because you're gay in the story people will go well that's gay stuff that's gay stories <laughs> and you go well no it's it's not it's just it's just me existing and actually my gayness doesn't really come into this story about an awful date I once had yes but I think because our stories are less so in the media where it's sort of the mundane things about life it's mm. quite it's 
quite nice to share that, I think. We are positioned as activism. Have you two been watching I Kissed a Boy? I haven't no, yet. I haven't seen that actually, Chris. Did you enjoy it with Danny Minogue, of course, an Australian? So I'm imagining you've <laughs> got a friend. Why is Tom turned into the Cheshire Cat today? I feel like everything I, is being said from lazily on a tree branch. Somewhere. Oh, that's true, isn't it? That's true. Well, he's got that food poisoning. He's exhausted, yeah. bless him. And we had mum's surprise 70th birthday party yesterday. So nice. Which is difficult when, you've, when you're not feeling very well and you don't want to bring the mood down by telling everybody oh, you what's poor going thing. on. Poor me. Poor, poor me. you. Was it food poisoning, vomiting and the other end, the whole shebang? Chris, we have a very Victorian... We're an Edwardian <laughs> podcast. We're an Edwardian podcast. He simply couldn't tell you. I, sorry, I couldn't tell you that. Okay, um, well, I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah, it was horrible. And I think I got it from... A fish and chip shop, actually, is where I got it from. You must go to the seaside to convalesce. And well, it's the last thing I need. If it's fish and <laughs> chips, fish and chips is my favourite thing. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Rancid fat. That's what I think it was. Rancid fat. This is why I <laughs> would never be asked to go on a show like I Kissed a Boy. Why? Because you'd say, oh. I've got food poisoning. They've, they, they, that fish has given me a dicky tum. That that batter, I think, was a bit too oily. Yeah. yeah. In my head, this is just you, like the end of Beaches, when it's Bette Midler and Thingy on the beach with a little rug yeah. over their knees. Do you oh, remember yes. that bit? Yeah. Are you saying Tom's about to die and I'm going to take on Alfie and raise him as my own? Why not? You know? That's what happens in Beaches, isn't it? I've not just made that up. Oh, I see. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were just riffing. Yes, oh, I, that is I what she riff, does. That's what yeah, she right? does. Yeah, she takes oh, people the People listening would have got it just because you two are useless. Wow. Apologies. I kissed a boy. Oh, yeah. So I was just going to say, if you hear me pouring water, it's because I've got my new water decanter. <laughs> oh, so fancy. Same place that makes the glassware for Downton Abbey. Okay. <gasps> You're kidding me. Let's hear the tinkle. Did you get that from the Titanic Museum, Tom? No, but I did go to the Titanic Museum and you can buy the crockery that people were eating off when they drowned. What did they do? Go down to the sea and get it? Yes, the old ladies were in the water. Yeah. Heart of the ocean. Heart of the ocean. I don't get it. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. It's twice as big and far more luxurious. Oh, you're good, Sue. They were very up on the luxuriousness. And they said it wasn't about speed. It wasn't about speed. It was about luxury. People were going to slow down. Unfortunately, they then changed their mind halfway across the Atlantic and went, let's make it a bit about speed. And that's when they crashed into a And let's get there three days early. Yeah, and it was a big, but it wasn't as simple as the film makes out. It was a a combination of factors, as with all things. As with all things, which I like to think this podcast kind of uh, is always about. There's always more than one reason. There's so much they could fit into three and a half hours. They couldn't have made it any longer, could they? They couldn't be like, oh, also there was this thing that happened that's actually quite boring and technical, but we're going to let you know. They didn't have binoculars on that lookout in the nest. And then they, they, the man who was working on the lookout on the previous um, voyage, when it went from yes. its home, when it from being made in, in, Belfast. in Belfast down to Southampton, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. He kept, he took, went off and took the keys to the binocular box. Is that true? Oh, so it's really his fault. Well, that's what they say in the museum. Yeah. Well, there's lots mm. of reasons. As I said, there's never one reason for anything. But did the violinist really play on the deck when it was going down? Yes, and I the violin is there, and it's very moving. And there's a letter from his dad saying they're overworking you. I wish you'd had some sort of break. Anyway, I hope I hope I hope this works out well for you. It's very oh, hard. Very oh, 
Oh. They've kind of, in the museum, the last, I've been once before, I don't remember this before, they've now got a sort of sadder bit near the end where they sort of talk about the people who died and there's like a sort of experiential, like sensory experience to uh, all about the... <laughs> For drowning. The drowning, basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. The drowning. And then you go around a corner and then there's a model of the front of the ship so you can stand there and be Jack and Rose. So oh. it's kind of like, oh. it, flip, it, it. it's quite a roller coaster, really. You go from sad, deep sadness to like, oh, you're here. And you do this. <laughs> so do they reference the film? A little bit. And when you go through the sensory experiential room, it feels a bit like the music, but it's not the music. Oh, because they yeah. weren't allowed to use the music. I guess they wouldn't. They didn't want to yeah. Know. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry. I just wanted to talk about my decanter. And now I've done it. And I don't want to distract from what you were saying about. Danny Minogue. Uh, Danny Minogue. Yeah. So I Kissed a Boy, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a BBC gay dating show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are now going to be doing I Kissed a Girl. So it's yes, so I've heard. Boys, which is ex- very exciting. Yes. It is. Although I wouldn't say that culturally Danny Minogue holds the same place for gay women as she does for gay men. But who... I assume Claire Bolding wasn't available. <laughs> Claire would have done it. You know it. Claire would have been great. No, she's a laugh. Will it not be on a Sunshine Island? Do you think it'll be like where Claire does the horse racing or something like that? <laughs> Who knows? I just, I think it's, I'm, I'm very pleased that I'm always doing it, don't get me wrong, but I thought, I, culturally, I don't think Susie, she's quite look at you covering same. your back there in case you have to yes, work with Danny Minogue at some point. Exactly. <laughs> I am not saying it, I'm just saying no. it's a I'm just saying it's a different thing. Pop it into reverse. So it is absolutely life-changing because it's obviously like a dating show and that's that. And there's all this lovely queer love going on in it and I think they cast it beautifully because they found all these people like not everyone has amazing bodies it's not like Love Island they were really nice magical people some of them just fell in love straight away then there was lots of like a couple of you know the more like getting off with everyone type people but they talk in between about exactly what we were just saying like it's about the queer experience and it is so touching hearing them talk about stuff That is things we all know that we are, I think, are very just on a base level in used to not seeing represented anywhere else. Just but it just comes mm-hmm. between us and then we never expect to see it on TV. We get we get we got sex in the city. That was it. And it's like and just to see <laughs> it happening is just it's amazing. You've got to watch it. You will love it. OK, fine. I'll Ooh. watch it. OK, yeah. I didn't realize. OK, fine. That's great. Great news because um you know, with those sorts of programs, I think with something like Love Island, because it, well, because it doesn't pertain to my life at all. I don't, I've never looked like this people. Oh, you there. get so much of your clothes from Boohoo, man. I do, that but is, I go to Boohoo constantly. That is such nonsense, Tom. I won't hear mm-hmm. it. Now, I one know, moment, I'm just, believe. you two do carry on amongst yourselves. I'm just going okay. to go and collect. I'll be back in two seconds. Talk amongst yourselves. Of course, Chris. What were you saying, love, about Love Island before I sort love of chipped in with a little dig? Not a dig, a gag. A gag. No, no dicks here. Yeah. No um, we're not archaeologists. Uh, we're not. This isn't. This isn't Indiana Jones. The thing is, yes. I think Love Island. It's sort of a world that's not. It's not designed for me. You know. Obviously, no. I'm a forty year old man. No, but I also think that it's not really designed for anyone. And the young people that watch yeah. it, it's actually potentially quite damaging. Yes, it is. And I just no. I worry about the. I've got teenage cousins. I've got two teenage cousins who are both absolutely lovely girls, really bright, really interesting, really lovely, beautiful girls. 
And I feel like them watching a show like that would be, I, I think you can't help but look at those women and go, well, you, you sit, you're seemingly successful and you've got all these very handsome boys after you. And what are you? You are super thin. You are mm -hmm. so, so thin. You've maybe had some surgery to look kind of Kardashian-esque, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know how good that is. You know, I think that when I was growing up, there was quite a lot of like sort of heroin chic thinness. Mm. Oh, there's Alf. Oh, it's Alf. Hi, Alf. Hi, Alf. How are you? How are you, God, they say? Completely. He says he's good, thank you. He's very hot and bothered, of course. He's a ginger by, by trade. Completely throws Susie out there. Yeah, so I know. That's the thing. I just thought no. since Alf is there. It's no, I know, like but after Newman's a Christmas evening. He, no, but he says no. hello to you often, Sue. No, do you know what? I'm going to text him in a minute. Anyway. He said, he uh, said you're not talking to her, are you? I heard him say that. <laughs> <laughs> but weirdly, he was talking about you, But I think that there was certainly like, there was a lot of images of very thin women and it was very sort of celebrated to be thin. I think there's certainly like mm. more of a, a movement now about inclusivity of all kinds of bodies. However, then you watch something like Love Island and it's like the prettiest, hottest, boobiest, skinniest girl is the one Did you say boobiest? that everyone yeah like big boobies i also think the way they behave towards each other is extremely toxic and i feel like it gets mm. a free pass from people who are normally pretty right on about stuff yeah it makes me feel sad because i think that i feel like sometimes sometimes i feel like we're getting somewhere and then i watch something like that and i'm like wow this is exactly the same as when i was a child you know and mm. also by the way am i right in saying they don't have any queer people on there as well there was one Never. bisexual no. or something i did once do a thing with rob beckett actually where we talked about if there was a gay love island it would be a lot more kind of like less jealous people be like oh did you sleep with oh i've slept with him as well yeah good for you yeah oh yeah that's the, oh yeah that's <laughs> be more of a tick list i think if it was a lesbian one it would be like very practical oh there'd be yeah. a lot more climbing yeah like, i think i've been thinking a lot about this about how i think like lesbians are underused within society i think that's so <laughs> you know what true. i mean like i think and i love you guys there is there's certainly at the moment mm. like or in the recent years, there's been sort of a celebration of gay men and there's a lot of gay men in things. Mm. Tom's wincing at that. But are you wincing, Tom? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know why. Wince. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with gay women, it's like, you need a lesbian best friend. Because mm. she will like, like, you know, if your life goes to shit, she'll be like, don't worry, I've built a cabin. You can go yeah. and stay there. Can you imagine? What, what might she bring to the party? If I am imagining what? A lesbian best friend could do a vegan dish <laughs> so everyone's catered for just in case someone's here she's not even vegan herself oh so she's, that's what i love about her though yeah do you know what i mean before anyone like writes in like i get it i'm like dealing in stereotypes here i know before anyone lets me know i don't think anybody's gonna uh, we'll cut that bit out we'll cut that bit out <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what Isn't else did she bring? I thought she was nice. Shelving. I'm thinking shelving, no? Is Maybe that too shelving. much of a stereotype? Lots of shelving no, in that I Love think... Island villa. Yeah, like useful things like that. I think there'd probably be like an exercise class that someone organises in the morning being like, oh, no, nice. no pressure, but we're going to do some laps of the pool mm. and then like some stretching. And stretching. I think be like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. We'd love to come to that. None of this sounds like it would make the edit, does it? Oh, well, you work in telly, so <laughs> is that why my show's not happening? <laughs> 
Well, we'll we'll have to ask Danny Minogue in her second series. She would know. She would know. Have you met Danny Minogue? I feel like you probably have, Chris. Well, she came on the Homo Sapiens, so I met well, her on Zoom, but I haven't met her in person. Did you have a nice chat with her? What was she like? Was she lovely? She was so lovely. Yeah, I can imagine that. And really interesting person to talk to because she talks about how when she was early on in her career, she wanted to play in GAY and places and people said you shouldn't and she did anyway. You know, and we forget we forget all that stuff. And Which was when they said the people who said she shouldn't were they the, maybe the owners of GAY? Or... <laughs> it was Jeremy Josephs. The, oh, the bookers. They, they were like, she, you shouldn't. But she just turned up with a karaoke machine. They were like, we don't have a slot. There's another person. Yeah, there's, there's like, something, there's... It's porn idol tonight. You can't be. <laughs> I'm here to perform to the people who want me. They need me. Honestly, people are. There's a, there's a birthday party happening tonight. <laughs> we booked out the space. Shut up. Yeah, no, she. So she says she was the first person to ever perform, first pop act to perform at GAY. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, good for you, Danny. Good for you. <laughs> what I wanted to say while we're talking about the Minogue uh, dynasty. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like this is a real, again, touchstone, flashpoint. I don't know. Mm. For a lot of queer people of certainly my age, sure. uh, a big. A big buzzing, like, red gay alert was if you asked for the Kylie Minogue video, which was a white VHS, which had Kylie... Yes, I had that. Exactly. With the hat that had her hair coming through the top. The top was like... It's like sort of straw, sort of circular straw, but it was without the middle, like a massive visor. And she did several videos and you could follow her around. I think she went to Neighbours, the Neighbours set at one point. Yeah. Um, she really just showed you around her world. She also sang in French, which of course she did. <laughs> and it was to a, um, there was no, like, I didn't think about, obviously I didn't think about it, but at the age of like seven or eight years old, this was very important. Do you know, okay, I didn't know that she'd done that, but I've never seen that video. And I oh. was, I thought you would have had it as well. Well, I, I was obsessed with Kylie, but I didn't know, just, this just didn't cross my desk because I remember reading... You had a desk reading... when you were six? <laughs> my armoire. Mother, bring it in. Yes. So I was obsessed with Kylie, as you uh, both were as well, it's clear. But when I was, I remember sitting in bed and I, with next to my mum reading, in my mum's bed, and I was reading like Smash Hits magazine or whatever. Of course. And I discovered, one, that Kylie's birthday was 28th of May, which was the same as mine. I couldn't <gasps> breathe. And then I discovered her favourite biscuit was custard creams, which was also my favourite. And oh. I was just going like, mum, her favourite biscuits are custard creams. <laughs> and like losing my mind. And then... So I was fully paid up member of the obsession. And then the day that Scott and Charlene got married in Neighbours, if you remember yeah. that landmark. Mm-hmm. Of course. Landmark. Well, no, me and my sister were having a fight on the sofa mm-hmm. in the sitting room. And my mum was like, if you two don't shut up, the TV's going off. And we were like, no, 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 you can't. It's Scott and Charlene's wedding. So then uh, she left the room and then we carried on fighting Oh, and then no. she came back in. She unplugged the TV. And I've, as, as a result, I have never seen Scott and Charlene's wedding. Oh, now that's a TV moment, isn't it? That is a TV I know moment. that a mouse got out. I know that there was a mouse there. I can't remember that. I don't remember I that. I feel like it was such a big deal, television-wise, that um, everyone, it was so, so overwhelming that I can't really remember it. A bit like an actual <laughs> wedding, you know, when everyone builds up to it and then you can't really remember it. Like the solar eclipse. Like a solar eclipse. Oh, but yeah. I was there. 
I remember being there. I remember everyone being very excited, but I can't actually remember putting on the glasses and looking up. Do you think there would be a show now that would have like a soap that would be so popular that you could have a song off the back of it? Because obviously, like, mm. they had. Is, what was that song Suddenly, called? Suddenly. Right? Sure, that one. Or anyone, uh, you think about EastEnders, you're about to say, anyone can fall in love. Also, yeah, well, so, <laughs> yeah, Anita Dobson's Anyone Can Fall in Love. Oh, was that a thing? That was Anita Dobson. I've never you heard that. Was the Body Shop? No. No, that was, was Anita Roddick. Anita uh, Dobson. I always get my Anitas mixed up. Was in oh. EastEnders and she's now married to Brian May. And she's the one married to Brian May. That I always get confused. They're their plug in their house. Oh, yeah. With all oh. that hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? That would be horrible. Obviously, putting that unblocker down the. Down the You'd have to. Taking them out, making things with them. You could probably like knit with that. Maybe they use a shower cap. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Brian. There, it's great to talk to you. Obviously, we want to get to Queen, but first of all, are you are you shampooing daily, or is that more of a weekly thing for you? But you can't imagine another soap opera. You can't imagine like Mandy Dingle coming out with a top ten hit. Is that what you're saying? Well, I was more saying that now. I feel like then Mandy Dingle maybe did come out with a top ten hit. Oh, you think it's a time thing? Craig McLaughlin, they all had songs. I was going to say Craig McLaughlin, we had his tape in the car, yeah. But I don't know whether now someone from EastEnders, for example, could release a song and it would do as soaps as big as they were. I guess that's the question I'm asking. No, I don't think anyone watches them. My mum does, just EastEnders though. Here's a game for you. Yes, please. Okay, you have to do all three of these. The Grandstand theme tune. No, that's this morning. That's this morning. Sorry. Sorry. Antiques Antiques Roadshow. Tom straight in there. And Ski Sunday. I heard this the other day. Um I don't know what Ski Sunday is. It was when we were kids. She's a bit younger. Guys, you've got to remember, I'm still in my 30s. You're kidding me. Yeah. Well, I'm still in my 30s. This is basically... No, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. What is Ski Sunday? Was it about skiing? It was on every Sunday and it was about skiing and it was on in the afternoon... Mm, which um, made it doubly depressing. Okay, here's a gay podcast uh, related question. Sure. Because we're because we're reminiscing. Sure. Where did you get your kicks from at that time? E.g., my kicks were from the Littlewoods catalogue that used to come through the front door, and that's where mm-hmm. I used to look at pictures of boys. Oh, um, of course, yeah, the, the bra section. I, I think it might be Littlewoods actually that did a catalogue. That was um, very. Very important. I also had a crush on Frank Skinner, and because he did the football program, there was a magazine where he was wearing a football kit. I don't know if I've ever told him this. I think you could tell Frank that. Mm, I think he'd like it. Yeah. I think he'd respond well to that. Mm. Um, I was getting my kicks from. Um, I want to say like a BHS, alongside. It depends when it was, but sort of not even the girls in their bras, more in like a, a strappy dress going out. Mm. Bit of glam. Bit of glam, you know me. I love a bit of glam, but but it depends when it was because there was a, a huge moments for me that featured Melcy, and moments that featured uh, Kate Winslet. Mm. 
Interesting. Quite a broad church there. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> who were your first celebrity crushes, Tom? Apart from Frank Skinner, yes. um, oh, yeah. I would say... Oh, I know who it was. The boys from the British Empire. The young men who were... It was like the joke that they were gay, but they weren't telling anyone. That was like a, a joke in itself. Not Colin fancy, with all the sparks. Not Colin with all the sparks, no. But actually, oh, Chris Barry is very handsome in that. Chris Barry. Yeah, in the British Empire, the two, like, sort of closeted gays. The rich boys. Yeah, they were just sort of like, had that kind of, you know, blonde curtains. And the blonde one from Call Not, Call the Midwife, Not, Call Me By Your Name, Saved by the Bell. Zach. Oh, oh, I really, Saved by the Bell. Mm. You like the blondie? Yeah. Dustin Diamond? No, uh, Dustin no, Diamond that's Screech. Screech. Oh, right. God, he looks different. See, I fancied... Um, Screech. Mario Lopez from... AC oh, Slater? Yeah. <clears throat> bit of a You're very up on it, Saved by the Bell. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, but, I mean, I'm, I'm still getting through the series. Of course, it's a great <laughs> box set. The na- the <laughs> I finished the session and that's where I were like, what next? <laughs> we need Netflix something. just suggested that next. <laughs> <laughs> so, much, so much of Saved by the Bell is like, do you know what's not cool? Drugs. It's like lots of jump cuts then being like, I hate it when someone smokes. Oh, when people drink, it makes me sick. Like, yeah, it's really funny. Oh. And like, there's quite a lot of like turning to, turning to the camera. Like someone said, okay, so Kelly in a minute. Just want you to say that drugs aren't cool. Uh, finish your line first, and then tell so important. Isn't it weird how you don't remember that stuff at all? Like, no. Like, you know, like when, e.g. in Neighbours, something terrible would happen, and you would be, like, crying on the sofa, and then you watch it back now, and it's, like, the most lame car crash you've ever seen in your life. You're like, that, yeah. did, uh, that did not happen. But it's so... Close the wheel, <laughs> screech. Yeah. <laughs> Some people like, in the distance... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you'll have to head over to Homo Sapiens for part two. Yeah, get there right now. Get there. Mm-hmm.